0: I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am People. Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Woo podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie U, best of whatever he does. Yes, this week we get back to normal. Normal time, normal day, normal topics. We don't got no verses to talk about. We didn't got the half-assed NBA preview out the way. NBA is when we can change in the books. And my New York Knicks are three and one, and my Golden State Warriors are four and zero. Oh. But I'll talk about that later. This week on Tap, I am going to talk about my New York Jets, 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 and their embarrassing loss. This past Sunday, against our arch nemesis, the New England Patriots, we got drubbed to the tune of 54 to 13. Yeah, I'm going to repeat that again. 54 to 13. And if that wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't the news that I damn sure didn't want to experience, our rookie quarterback got knocked out the game. And he is going to be out for the next two to four weeks due to, I believe, a PCL tear, PCL strain, however you want to categorize it. So I will be talking about my feelings on the actions that happened during that game and what I believe is going to happen or what should happen in the foreseeable future. I will not neglect to talk about the New York football giants, the G-men. They actually won this past week against the Carolina Panthers. In that game, to me, the most newsworthy thing of that game because that game was boring as hell. Sam Donald, the former franchise or potential franchise quarterback of the New York Jets, 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 was benched by his current coach, his new coach, Matt Rule, in favor of PJ Walker. And uh, his Stat line was putrid. I believe it was like 16 at 30 something for 120 yards. They have to get his ass out of there. Look like Sam was seeing ghosts again. So I will touch upon that. And last but not least, being the fact that I did kind of crack the can open, twist the top off the bottle last week on the NBA, I will be talking about my thoughts on the first week of NBA action. Yeah, that's what's on tap this week. That's the table of contents, if you will. That's the rundown. (laughs) Oh, oh, silly me. I almost forgot another installment of Donnie. Doesn't know what the hell he's doing, a.k.a. Donnie's Fantasy Recap, a.k.a. the ongoings in Donnie's Fantasy Football League. Yes, that and much more. Actually, no, that and everything else I just told you I was going to be on tap this week. Is what's gonna be on tap this week and if I say on tap this week one more fucking time y'all can smack me in the back of my head give me a Gill, if you will so without further ado let's get this shit on the road good night and goodbye bang I said bang man I was pondering before I started recording this episode whether or not it was a good thing that my current method of putting these shits together is doing it in one day and not doing it spliced together like I used to, you know, uh, it kind of cut down on the timing factor it kind of cut down on a amount of times that um i can give y'all that instantaneous spur-in-the-moment reaction but sometimes in hindsight that's probably best for everybody involved especially yours truly the reason i say that and a lot of a lot of y'all are probably wondering like yo what the fuck is he talking about oh yeah donnie with this rambling shit no, no, no. Actually, I got I got focused when it comes to this. There's a there's a reason why I prefaced myself or prefaced what I'm about to say with what I just said. Now that was yeah, me just fucking talking just to be talking. Anyway. Whoo. When I first started conceiving my topics for this week, I was in a real pissed off mood for various reasons. The majority of those reasons, I am not going to divulge. And y'all probably wondering, why the fuck did you just say it? I, see, I, I keep on getting distracted. But yeah. When I was watching this game, and I'm talking about the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Against their arch rivals, the arch nemesis, so forth, the New England Patriots. And fucking Bill Belichick. Who... There's things I've always respected him as a coach, perhaps the greatest football coach of all time, but as a human being, as a sportsman, I totally detest that man. I find that man to be totally deplorable. So any loss to anybody, any team, any entity that is led by that figure, I'm always going to have a deep-seated bias against. A deep seated hatred towards. But, um, 54 to 13. Now, I'm going to be totally transparent when it comes to my thoughts on this game, I stopped watching after Zach Wilson got injured. And that was midway through the second quarter. During that quarter plus that I did watch, I saw it. It was almost like Groundhog Day. The same problems kept rearing its ugly head. The same deficiencies kept on rearing their ugly head. Even more so, they was running rampant all throughout the the field. CJ Mosley was out for this past game due to a hamstring injury. His replacement is a converted safety, well, safety converted into linebacker who is replacing the most irreplaceable person we have on that defense. C.J. Mosley is in charge of calling the defense, of getting everybody in their proper position, and pretty much covering up all the holes that we have without him there was nobody left to fill his shoes even partially his replacement ended up getting injured and knocked out the game and he's out for the season due to a ruptured achilles heel The New England Patriots. You know you know why you know why this is even more irritating to me? The New England Patriots are starting their own rookie quarterback. And Matt Jones. Mac Jones, whatever the fuck his name is. And they dink and dunk and dink and dunk and dink and dink and dunk and dunk. And dunk, and dunk. Every single game. So you would you would expect for the New York Jets to be aware of the short passing game, to be aware of all the facets that are included in the short passing game, i.e. the screen game, i.e. especially the middle screen game, i.e. They're running back in the flat. What New England did is what any smart football team would do. We're going to try this strategy, and we're going to do it until they stop us. Screen pass right, good for 10 yards. Screen pass left, good for 10 yards. Screen pass middle, good for ten yards. Draw draw play good for fifteen yards. Running back in the running back in the flat. Good for twenty-five yards. Over and over and over again. I'm watching this like do y'all not see what the plan is? Can we Cover anybody? Can we maybe do a run blitz? Can we maybe tackle anybody? Can we maybe put our hand on a player before they get into the secondary? It was quickly 14 zip. When we get the ball, run up the middle, run up the middle, incomplete pass, punt. I wouldn't have a problem if that was against a very stout defense. No, I wouldn't have a problem if it wasn't looking like deja vu. From week two. You know. Zach gets the the snack out the shotgun. He ignores the player wide open in the flat. He rolls out to his right. He tries to get Corey Davis running to the right. He throws into double coverage. On the sideline and almost gets the ball intercepted. Oh, yeah, and by the way, takes a couple unnecessary hits. I saw that for about three, two to three drives. Matter of fact, three to four drives. Do you know we were down 14 zip, and we led the time of possession, almost tripled it? I believe at the time of Zach Wilson's injury, we had about 13 minutes of time of possession to that of six minutes of New England's. But yet we were down 14, nothing. The reason I'm pausing is because I've kind of actually revved up my blood pressure. I've kind of actually revved up my angst let me just get down to the fucking nitty-gritty to the nuts and bolts zach wilson got hurt partially to his own doing zach wilson i mean I told I told myself, and I told y'all, the masses, that this season, I was not going to get upset. I was not going to let this team raise my blood pressure. I was not going to let this team piss me the fuck off. And at least throughout the first two weeks, that held true. You know why I came to that conclusion at that time? I told myself, look, I know my team sucks. I know my team is not going to win many games. But if I see some type of development, all I'm looking for is development. I'm not looking for wins. If wins come as a byproduct of that development, great. It's a win-win. But I was not going to get myself revved up over this fucking team. But the, one, the thing that has gotten me so riled up is the fact that I see the same mistakes happen over and over and over again. This little pissant continues to ignore the easy play. You have Michael Carter in the fucking flat. You have Crowder over the middle. But yet, he wants to see if he can get Keenan Cole or Keelan Cole on a deep out 25 yards down the field. You have an offensive line who is much maligned, and well-deservedly so that actually, if the motherfucker throw the ball on time... Wouldn't be looked at with the disgust that most look at, look upon them with. Like I said, I stopped watching the game after he got hit. But there was the last three games of hit, the last three. Plays of the game for Zach Wilson were as follows. I believe it was first down. Takes the snap. He's looking downfield. He's looking downfield. Now, just me watching on TV, I see the tight end, maybe. Six yards down the field, wide the fuck open. I'm like, throw the ball. But you see him looking past the tight end, looking further down the field. And there's nobody open. And he's looking, and he's rolling, and he's rolling, and he's rolling, and he's rolling. And I'm like, okay, throw the ball away. Throw the ball away. Throw the the fucking ball away! tosses the ball out of bounds to avoid the sack but he did not avoid the hit and when I say this Patriot defender not only rocked him but rocked him below the waist and rolled up on his leg but no, no flag on the play no foul you hear the commentators you know uh, that might have been a foul well you know he was out of po- out of the pocket but he's a fucking quarterback any other time y'all want to protect these motherfuckers but because it's a jet play on no foul no flag let that be been a halfway decent quarterback matter of fact let that have been a halfway decent team that's a 15-yard pl- penalty And it was borderline out of bounds. Next play. I believe he threw it to Griffin, but it's another play. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the the ball. Okay. I think it was a completion for about seven yards. Highly contested catch. Once again, going toward the sideline because he's holding on to the ball. And you can see everybody walking back to the huddle, looking at him like, yo, yo, are my man. Throw the fucking ball. So now, the play in which he did get injured, he takes the snap, he draws back, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking. He throws the ball, incomplete. And next thing you know, you see the comment com- you hear the commentary. Zach Wilson took a hit on that play, and he is still down, clutching his knee. I'm looking at it like, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, it doesn't look like uh the, the knee really got came in contact. Yeah, because his knee really got injured on that play against on the sideline two plays ago. You know, the one that he didn't get a flag for. You mean to tell me Belichick is not looking long long game here? Everything in Belichick's fucking resume. let lead y'all to believe that he looks long game. Yeah, maybe it's the conspiracy theorist in me that's running rampant with this shit, but yeah, I'm going to run with it. Here's my thought. Belichick has a rookie quarterback. We have a rookie quarterback. Everybody knows that Mac Jones was more NFL ready, plug and play, if you will, than our quarterback, Zach Wilson. They say Zach Wilson has a bigger ceiling. So, first game of the season, you intercepted him four times. It could have been seven. You fucked his psyche up. You started with the mental warfare. Now you got them in. Now you got them at home in Foxborough, and you're like, you know what? Take the head out. Now we got to take the knees out. How much of that ceiling is going to be intact if he's coming off a? to an ACL injury, if you gotta run around with a brace on it, brace on them for the next five years, and we go against them for the next five years, two times a year. Listen, it's not that far-fetched. You mean to tell me, you, you you don't think Belichick put a fucking bounty on fucking Zach Wilson? You can't tell me! Those, all those hits below the fucking waist was unintentional. You can't tell me that. That's why it's even more enraging, well, more infuriating that this little pissant went and threw the ball away way sooner than it did. And I'm going to take a pause so I could take a sip of coffee for the working man. <sighs> yeah, cause I need to calm the fuck down. Now, as I've been apt to do in this new and improved version of the salty thoughts of Donnie Ooh. And we're talking about my teams, in particular, my New York JTS, Jets, Jets, and those football giants are on the other side of the stadium. Your boy, Donnie, took notes. But this time, I didn't take notes of the actual game. No, 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 no. I took notes to make sure I know exactly every fucking nook and cranny that I want to approach when it comes to this, the outcome of this game, the aftermath. No Dr. Dre. First up, the dot. First up, the bat. Jack Wilson. And I just explained it. Zach holds on to the ball way too long. It's a floor. And at this particular time, it's starting to be, or it has the potential to be a fatal floor. He would get some type of rhythm if he took the easy plays, especially in the beginning of the game. But no. No, he wants to try to bake the spectacular play every single play. It's not like we have a star-studded roster. We have... But, but, I will say this. Our wide receiver core is better... Advertised. We just don't have any game breakers. But we do have competent wide right, right receivers. I mean, tomorrow would be too soon. The next time I see, if when it comes to the next time I see Braxton Berrios. Denzel Mims has potential. Jamison Crowder, consummate professional. Elijah Moore, once you put him in the slot where he current where he really belongs, quite sure he will show improve. Corey Davis, yeah. So Keelan Cole, yeah. Jeff Smith. Yeah. All right. So maybe I was a little bit too quick to talk about. Yeah, we have, you know, uh, better than advertised. More like probably close to what's advertised, which doesn't help Zach Wilson whatsoever. So it's like, it's a double whammy. He's trying to do too much with not enough, with not enough experience, with not enough knowledge, with not enough talent surrounding him. With not enough sage advice surrounding him. I mean, I've said it in previous episodes, the lack of Having a veteran through the Roars backup on this team to help nurture your prized prospect is borderline malpractice. So what does the Jets do? The first thing, the first time that Wilson gets knocked out for a couple games... They go for a backup. Joe Flacco, who was with the Jets last year. I'm not saying he's the end all and be all. I'm not even saying he's the optimum choice to be a mentor. Because I do believe he pretty much let it be known that he did not want to mentor. And that's why the Jets decided to go in another direction. But the... But the other direction that they decided to go in was pretty much having nobody whatsoever. Like I said, it's borderline malpractice. So we got Flacco. So what? We're gonna have Flacco for the rest of the year. But you know, you know, that's not even the part, or should I say, that's not even the reason why it should be malpractice. They gave up a draft pick. I'll be at, yeah, six-round draft pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're in that position because the whole league knew you're going to war with Mike White. Do you know? This was one of the first times in history that both the, the starting quarterback and the immediate backup had no experience, NFL experience whatsoever. I've been Jets fan for 40 years 40 long suffering years I should be on some bullshit and make this segment 40 minutes a minute for each suffering year but I don't think that would be fair to my non-Jets well my non-Jets fans i.e. fans of you know the sport of football now the last the last thing i'm going to touch on and i'm going to move on and, and actually get through the rest of this podcast without losing my ever loving mind sorry for everybody that's listening to this in headphones Joe Douglas himself, Joe Douglas held out to make sure he received a six-year contract because he knew that first year was pretty much just on paper, just on the books. It really meant nothing because he took over from McKagan when everything was said and done for that particular year. So he pretty much got five years to do his work, put put in his work, do his magic. And he got a year, a paid year, to evaluate the current state of the roster, the current state of the franchise, and the current state of what was going to come in the future. Yeah, I know I contradicted the hell out of myself, but I don't care. But now, You look back. This is Joe's, what, his second full year? Now, he's supposed to be an offensive line specialist, correct? Especially when it came to scouting. Especially when it came to player development, right? He's had two off seasons fully in charge to try to get a semblance of a functional offensive line. And while the thought, the thought process might have been correct, the outcome, you see that shit. I talk about it every year. I mean, I talk about it every week. Turnstile, right guard. Turnstile, right tackle. Turnstile, left guard. Turnstile left tackle Van Rotten. I know his name is Van Rotten. Van Rotten threw the QB threw the rookie QB under the bus after the second week, and this motherfucker still casting checks with the Jets. Jets. I I mean y'all could hear in my voice. Y'all could hear in the Unfocused way I'm talking right now That your boy is flabbergasted Your boy is almost Done I try not to be those the type of fan that The fair weather Jump on jump off I, I, I try not to be And I haven't been I want to say for the most part I haven't been Truth be told When it comes to the three major sports that I follow, and that's football, basketball, and baseball, in in, in terms of fan loyalty, or should I say team loyalty, I will rank them in this order. The Jets slash football, the Mets slash baseball and the Knicks slash basketball. In terms of my favorite sports, that would go football, basketball, then baseball. But you know, when it came to fan loyalty or team loyalty, as much as I love my beloved Knicks, the stench has been strong for them for so long That it just became second nature for me to always have a team on the side, you know, to like enjoy the playoffs and shit. Plus, just the way basketball is, you just kind of sometimes you kind of drift toward being a fan of the player and not so much the team. But when it comes to football, at least with me, it's the team. Play is great, but it's the team. Gang green. Anyway, like I said, this is coming way too long, and I'm not really trying to make this shit 40 minutes, but. What it boils down to is there's so many holes in this roster. It just seems like he's neglected it going on two years running. We still don't have strong brain make, uh, uh, playmaking right receivers. The offensive line I just touched on. The defensive secondary has been abandoned because he's been trying to piecemeal it and trying to catch a diamond in the rough in the draft or trying to get somebody's leftovers, untapped potential. Meanwhile, our defense, Achilles' heel, is the one thing that cannot be weak in today's NFL. And that's the fucking secondary. Everybody's throwing right and left. We have no experience anywhere. I've said that before. Coaches. Tell you the truth, now now to me it looked like the GM was a novice. It's the first time GM also. We had a first time owner because the real owner was overdoing some Mr. Orange shit. Now he's coming back, gave them a pat on the back. Hmm. I mean, the funny and the fucked up thing is Joe Judge is not leaving getting out of here no time soon. let some fucking somebody needs to dig in his emails. I I I know he got some racist shit in there. <laughs> I couldn't even say that shit with a straight face. But shit the way the NFL get down you know it's true but yeah fucking Jets fucking Jets are all over the place just like this segment was all over the place I don't know chalk this one up for the good guys chalk this one up for long suffering Jet fans chalk this shit up for what the fuck I'm saying we're about to be like 1 in 10 Shit, I see a three-game winning streak. I thought I saw a three-game winning streak, and maybe with Flacco, we might even be able to win something. But Flacco ain't going to be fucking starting this week. We're putting Mike White in—big old Mike White. (laughs) Fuck out here, yo! Cut, cut, cut! Listen, we're going to talk about the New York Football Giants right here and right now. But I'm going to let y'all know right here, and right now, I'm splitting this segment in half. Because I went way too long talking about my motherfucking jets. And, quiet is kept, and the only reason y'all knowing is because I'm telling y'all right now, I done did this segment three times. And those three times, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. It made no sense, and I've spent way too much time talking about or trying to talk about these New York Giants. So I'm gonna talk about the New York football Giants who beat the Carolina Panthers this past week, 25 to three. And I'm going to talk about their, their upcoming opponent for next week, which are or who are the Kansas City Chiefs. So to help me actually stay on track so I don't have to do this for a fourth time, I'm gonna to refer to Donnie's best friend nowadays. And that's his trusty ass notes. You know the notes that says giants at the, in the beginning? Yeah, these notes. You hear the paper, you hear it crumbling. You know what that means? You know what that sounds like? That sounds like journalism. Journalism at its finest. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Sentence number one. Jones is going to get killed. Cause of uh cause of Garrett. Yeah. Now, as much as it's almost by necessity that Daniel Jones is not only was not only the quarterback, but the leading rusher, and chipped in with a 16 yard reception. Being the being the fact that injuries have decimated this offense up and down the roster. They were playing with the fifth and sixth string right receivers two weeks ago. The offensive line, which is not great to begin with, is dealing with injuries. Saquon Barkley is out. So, the only person that you have to lean on, to depend on, to count on is Daniel Jones. And to his credit, He's trying his damnedest. But at the same time, he just had a concussion two weeks ago where he was in Dallas trying to make something out of nothing. Showing the heart that I believe Big Blue Nation should applaud. And on his way to try to catch, try to get into the end zone and score that crucial touchdown, he got rocked and knocked out the game. Last week, he probably played against better judgment and he wasn't nearly as effective. So this week, he's actually playing competently. He's way more healthier. Or should I say, much more healthier. Ooh, my mother would kill me if she would have heard that type of grammar. Anyway, and what do y'all have him do? Y'all have him go out in in a pass pattern and potentially get wrapped again. I don't know, just something about Daniel Jones getting rocked that brings out the Vince McMahon in me. You know, almost almost like rock, Lesnar. Yeah. Daniel Jones got rocked. Yeah, that type of shit. Anyway. But, being the fact that he's the only person that y'all have, and he is the future of the franchise, you need to take better care of him. You need to keep him safer than, uh, these things have a potential of being. Now, the second one or, second one on deck. With Kansas City next and struggling, could they steal one? Now, about two, three weeks ago, I looked at the schedule like there's no way in hell on a Monday night, the New York Giants are going into Kansas City and being even competitive. Kansas City right now currently is three wins and four losses down into the season. They are in, they're tied for th- third place, they're tied for last place in the division. My own prediction on this year's second annual Donnie's Half-Ass NFL Preview, I predicted Kansas City go 13-4, and four, which there's an outside chance of if they run the table. Patrick Mahomes had thrown for eight, I repeat, eight interceptions in seven games. They have no semblance of a running game. Their passing game is Kelsey and Hill. Hartman is trash. Pringle is trash. I, 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 I don't care what that yelling motherfucker on ESPN said, they're trash. Because every time they have a chance to show and prove, they have yet to take pressure off the main two, and that's why Their offense is becoming so predictable. And that's a subject I will get into toward the end of this segment. But could they steal one? I believe they can. Their defense combined with Kansas City's offense being so turnover prone. And on the flip side, Kansas City's defense being... One of the worst defenses in the history of the league. I believe it should be competitive. And if you have a chance to win in the fourth quarter or Monday night in KC, I take that as a win. If I'm the Giants. Giants are two and five. They're currently tied for last place with the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. All looking up at Dallas at five and one. So the division is done. But you do not want to go down two and six. It's not gonna be a repeat of last year. So uh yeah, this is, is look, listen. If there was a better time to pick off Kansas City in Kansas City on a Monday night, is this this is the year. Now back to uh dealing with the last week's game, Sam Donald of the Carolina Panthers. And that would be topic number three. Unfortunately, sucks. Unfortunately, sucks for the Carolina Panthers. And unfortunately, sucks for all the ones that carried the torch for Sam Donald the last three years. That pretty much said it was just a Jets fall. It was the Jets fall. Uh, as soon as he got out the, 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 the suck that was Jets, he would thrive. And for the first three games of the season, That's exactly what the fuck he did. But but once Christian McCaffrey went down his magic elixir wore off. He got benched. I talked about him mostly in the last On the Jets segment, but he got benched. He was seeing ghosts. The Giants to their credit helped him see ghosts. I just went up Apology from all these pundits on TV that said pretty much it was just the Jets that was Sam Donald's problem, and that's the fact that Sam Donald just is the quarter it's the type of player, the type of quarterback that he does not learn from his mistakes. He he makes the same mistake over and over and over and over and over again, and those are always fatal th- fatal flaws. Those are always head scratching interceptions. And inaccurate throws that could potentially break open a game. Got benched for P.J. Walker, as I said. And without McCaffrey, he would definitely exposed. So, I've kind of refrained from giving predictions during this regular season when it comes to the Jets or the Giants. But I'm going to give a prediction on this game. And it might surprise some of y'all. It might surprise most of y'all. But anybody who knows, who truly knows where my heart lies, what my heart pumps, what my throat drinks, pause. I'm predicting the upset. New York Giants. 20 kansas city 17. you heard it from me first not only that i'll add this little tidbit then in overtime if i was finished with this segment i'll drop my mic if i didn't believe this mic might break if i dropped it i would drop it And I'm extending this segment for no reason whatsoever. So that brings me to the other topic I wanted to broach uh, upon. And that's my comparison between the Kansas City Chiefs of the last three going on four years and the Golden State Warriors five-year dynastic peak. Hear me out here. Hear me out. Hear me out. There are similarities. These are comparisons I didn't even write down. They both got babyface assassins at the leader. You know, the ones that brought light skin. Listen, I'm not even going to continue the sentence that I was just talking about. I am going to continue the topic I was talking about. You know, the topic that I was just talking about for about 15 minutes, but nobody else in the world heard it. Technical difficulties, out the wazoo. Technical difficulties, out my black ass. So where was I? Before I have another technical difficulty. It seemed like I got technical difficulties for fucking talking. I was comparing the problems that the Kansas City Chiefs are currently having to what I perceive the problems that popped up during, or should I say, that caused the five-year dynastic reign of the Golden State Warriors to cease to exist. The similarities are glaring when it comes to yours truly. I was trying to make some type of smarmy take on the fact that Steph Curry's light skin, Patrick Mahomes is too, Babyface assassin. Both of them, both of them very reckless with the ball, very careless with the ball, turnover prone. Both have a gunslinger mentality. Both are considered once-in-a-generation talents. Both being the fact that both are once-in-a-generation talents, they're allowed to be reckless. They're allowed to be carefree because nine times out of ten, their talent overcomes. Unfortunately, there are times that talent just will not overcome. Case in point, Game 7, 2016, NBA Finals. Steph Curry, behind the back, no-look pass to Clay in the corner, goes out of bounds and starts their drought of the last three and a half, four minutes of regulation scoreless. Patrick Mahomes this year. A lot of the balls that normally would be, that was tipped and normally would fall effortlessly to the ground and just chalked up as another incompletion this year are being tipped up in the sky and turn into interceptions. Interceptions at crucial times. The times that Patrick Mahomes, under, which goes, throws the underhand or flings his sidearm or gives you the no-look pass. Those times used to come out, uh, used to become highlights. ESPN top 10 moments. This year, they're low lights and game-ending turnovers. Momentum switching, momentum shifting turnovers. Both teams had state-of-the-art offenses. High-power offenses. The Golden State Warriors. Strength in numbers. Shoot you. Shoot the lights out the gym with the Splash Brothers. And player upon player upon player. Coming off the bench. At least giving you double digits. Kansas City. Used to have Tyreek Hill over the top taking the top off the defense. Travis Kelsey carve you up all over the middle. And then you always have, in this case, Sammy Watkins to put the dagger in you. This year, not so much. Hardman, Pringle, Williams, nowhere to be found. the year that KD joined the Golden State Warriors, I believe the league had started to catch up to the quote-unquote original death lineup with Harrison Barnes until it was proven that Harrison Barnes couldn't stand the pressure and they got his ass out of there and brought KD in. That allowed them to extend that dynasty for another three years. The third year of the KD experience, you could tell a combination that KD wanted to show and prove and also the rest of the league catching up and coaxing KD into wanting to show and because they realized that was the weakness. The weakness is it's easier to guard them when they're in isolation. KD likes his ISO. This year, even more so, and this is switching back over to the Kansas City Chiefs, This year, Kansas City is almost exclusively RPO. Why are you running RPO every single fucking snap when everybody knows you ain't running Patrick Mahomes every single fucking snap? Takes you out the rhythm. Throws Mahomes' mechanics off. And now, with a fucking suspect, matter of fact, not suspect, a horrible defense, probably the worst defense in the history of the league so far through seven games, you have Patrick Mahomes pressing even more. So where does that lead? What does that lead? What does that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells you. Sometimes you need to take a step back in order to take a step forward. Golden State took a step back Two years two years running. The first one was kind of forced due to injury. KD got injured and left. Clay got injured. Steph got injured. Draymond checked out. Last year, it wasn't so much the injuries, it was just the lack of talent, the lack of basketball IQ. But it would also allow Steph and Draymond to get their Legs back underneath them, ready for this stretch run in their careers. They took this step back, and now they're rebounding to the record of 4-0. Yeah, I know 82 games is a long fucking season, but 4-0, I'll take it. Maybe this year is Kansas City's step back. Maybe this year is Kansas City's time to reassess, reevaluate. Think about it. Andy Reid has won that one elusive championship, but Andy Reid was also known as the coach, brilliant coach, brilliant offensive mind, but also known as the coach that gets you to the championship game, will not get you over the hump. And tell you the truth, if they were not going against Jimmy G in the first Super Bowl, they still wouldn't have gotten over the hump. A lot of that had to do... A lot of that had to do with Jimmy G. I can't even give credit to Patrick Mahomes so much in that game because he was stinking it up. In two consecutive Super Bowls, he stunk it up. So I believe that's a good good a good comparison. Both the ebbs and flows, both the ups and downs. And finally, I got this segment fully recorded after 45 minutes trying to do 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I, look, I ain't going to even stretch this shit out anymore. Catch on catch on after the chuk chuk chuk. Now. <laughs> last but not least, another combined segment because I guess that's just the what we doing this week we just combining shit and trying to get this shit out to the masses i'm trying not to shortchange y'all but also i'm trying to be considerate with yo since when i'm trying to be considerate i mean look i i've never bullshitted y'all so i ain't gonna start now uh we're gonna make this shit combined because i just don't feel like splitting this shit up because I keep on having technical difficulties. So. These are my thoughts. For the first week. Of the NBA. I'm gonna bring my. Trusty notes back into play. Because we trying to be efficient a- a at this motherfucker. Even though. Shit! If y'all knew how many y'all would. Anyway, first thing on the piece of paper that I scribbled down would be the nets, the gentrification nets. Ha 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 ha! The nets are struggling due to lack of depth, and you wonder, and you want to know, and you want to say, uh, Donnie. What you mean lack Depp? Only person they missing, Kyrie? Ah, <laughs> ha, Yes. They're missing Kyrie. You know why it's so glaring why they're missing Kyrie right now? To me? It's the fact that James Harden is not getting the calls he's accustomed to. It's funny how he go from averaging 34 game to, like, let's say, 18, 19. On seven to 16 shooting, what that equals out to maybe like 38%. Think about it. How many? This man used to average like 20 um, free throw attempts per game. He's a great free throw shooter. So at the minimum, he's getting 15 points. He's getting 15 points at the line. A couple threes, a couple N1s. That's 30. Now he's at the he's at the post game conference. Well, you know, I mean a foul is a foul. You know, just call what you see. You know? I mean, they trying to tinker with the rules, rules. I, you look, I ain't talking about the rules. A foul is a foul. You need to call it. No, 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 no. We don't need to call. your bullshit. You make your you make the fucking sport, you make the game unwatchable. How many times do you bow into the fucking defender, do that up and under shit, and you're pretty much pulling the defender into you while you're flicking the ball up? How is that a foul? Because it's contact? Now Now that bullshit not getting called, now you all in your feelings. Good. KD just playing. Averaging like thirty-five. Who else is there? Patty Mills led y'all to victory the other other night. Besides that, the fuck y'all got? Huh? What the fuck y'all got? I'm listening. I'm listening. Got Millsap? Got Aldrich. I've I, I've gone down the list. I've gone down the list of old names that they have. It's just the uh, the winding is so unbecoming when it comes to James Harden. But that brings me to my next thing, and that's is KD regretting it now? I mean, yes, I know he resigned, but I really believe that's just like why not like where else was he gonna go the amount of shit that he's taken over his decisions where else was he gonna go he wasn't gonna go to the knicks just out of spite there's no other team in the league i could see he's going to like you know what i'm gonna go and take over that team he's not going back to golden state so brooklyn is his and his only he pretty much probably knows, like, look, you know, Kyrie out of here. But I wonder if he's regretting it right now, cause think about it. This is what is this year three, uh, season three? Yeah, it's third season. You had the first season where he was out. Yeah, last year where. They got bumped in the semifinals. And now you got this year. But I really wonder. Yeah, he got two rings. But I really wonder. I mean, nobody saw a pandemic coming. But is he really regretting hitching his wagon to Kyrie? I don't know. I don't know. The reason I'm saying that is the following, and I'm just going to touch on it because I, I just I'm just going to touch on it. This past weekend, the Gentrification Nets had a home game in Barclays, in in the Barclays Center, and prior to the game and during the game. Tens upon tens of people, I won't say hundreds upon hundreds because that'll be exaggerating. But a large amount of people, anti-vax people, decided that they wanted to barge into the Barclays Center in the name of Kyrie. They literally said this is for Kyrie because Kyrie is not able to play due to the mandates. I personally believe Kyrie, being the fact that he's supposed to be the voice of the voiceless, this is not the time to become voiceless. Since you do not want your message to be skewed and spun, this would be the time to come out and come in front of what they proclaim to be in support of you i'm not saying you sent them i'm look i'm not saying that and this acts, no it isn't i'm going to say this is actually going against me saying i was never going to talk about kyrie and it, but this has nothing to do with his it, mental nothing this is just my thing is unfortunately you made a point when discussing your decision and discussing your point of view on set mandate. So when people protesters become belligerent, become violent, become criminal, and you your name is coming out their mouths, and they say they're riding for you, I feel like you need to open your motherfucking mouth. Point blank, period. That's just my salty motherfucking thoughts. Yeah, I know those 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 MF bars was kind of forced, wasn't there? <laughs> All right, next. The Lakers are old as shit. A D and Howard was fighting. Melo was thriving. LeBron taking credit already. Okay. I said in the preview last week, Lakers old as shit. The Lakers, by the time an all-star break comes, they're going to be so brittle. You know how uh I believe probably robot chicken or any of those type of claymation things where the character gets burnt and they just fall and dust. You see first you see the skeleton and then they just fall and crumble in dust. Those are the Lakers. That's that's been known. The other one is AD and, and AD and Dwight Howard. Has it ever been told the reason why they came, they became physical on the sideline? Maybe it slipped me, Maybe it slipped, slipped across my timeline. Maybe it slipped across, you know, all the all the news um sources that I, I I read. I don't remember seeing that. I remember hearing nothing about that. I remember it happening, and then breaking news, and that was it. Almost a week later. Haven't heard, not a peep. Not a peep! Mellow Thriving. Mellow dropped 28 in their first victory of the season. Now, the reason I said Mellow Thriving and LeBron taking credit already, there was an article out where it was quoted that LeBron said, you know, it was time for them to come together, you know, due to the fact of how the league was treating his boy neglecting the fact of like he wasn't in portland yeah the article did say he went to portland and pretty much reclaimed his status reclaimed his respect and reclaimed his spot in the league but to for lebron to say that the league cast him away and he had to he had to reconnect and make sure his star was respected is a bunch of bullshit because there was like two seasons back-to-back seasons he could have brought him to the Lakers he could have brought him to Cleveland well Cleveland no because Melo wasn't going to Cleveland not at that time anyway but the Lakers he could have brought to the Lakers Melo said he didn't want a handout which I understood but at the same time did he he didn't want a handout because LeBron made, would make him feel like it was a handout hmm yeah you know I'm always I'm always looking at the negative slant when it comes to LeBron yeah I know good father good husband Great, uh, philanthroper, you know, all the good shit. But still, that motherfucker, Machiavellian, like a bitch. Lake is struggling to get past a young, inexperienced, but Greg Popovich led San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs last night. It took AD to drop 35 and 13. And they're going to overtime for them to come away with a two point victory. <laughs> and now going over to the East, Ben Simmons, still a sixter. How? Who knows? For how long? Who knows? Right now, Ben Simmons is out due to back injury and mental illness. now i for one would never be skeptical of anybody claiming mental illness because we all suffer in some type of way some more public than others but it is convenient how he sprung this upon everybody when he started getting fined and his checks was going to start being withheld due to the fact well unless his absence was due to the fact of mental illness. coincidentally, this happened right after he got kicked out of practice. coincidentally, this all started for the fact for, um, from the fact of his feelings got hurt due to him not holding up his end of the bargain. am I skeptical? I'm not skeptical in the fact that he's having difficulty. I'm skeptical in the fact that it's mental illness related. But that's all I'm going to say on that. Matter of fact, I, you know, fuck it. Personally, I personally feel that a lot of times in a lot of situations nowadays especially in this current society in this current culture a lot of people are quick to lean on mental illness as a defense for fuck shit there i said it oh i i said something disrespectful oh my bad that was my tourette's oh i was i was just going through um a mental uh which call uh emotional rebirth or I needed that low light in my life to go through emotional a, a rebirth. I needed to um, shirk my responsibilities and now I'm going to claim the fact that um, I just don't feel comfortable around people. Motherfucker, I hate people. Anybody who truly knows me 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 knows I hate people. I love my friends, I love my family. but I hate people in their people ways. Don't put, I hate cats too. Not that it makes it any better. I'm I'm sorry I'm recording this part of the podcast and I'm really giving away how late in the day it is I'm recording this part of the podcast and I got AEW Dynamite on and CM Punk just came to the ring looking old as shit and it's really disheartening for me being such a CM Punk supporter over the years or should i say a fan of his over the years to see now that don't get me wrong i mean to each his own everybody everybody's got the right to do what they do especially him but it just seems like i don't know just a little off anyway yeah i just i just feel like that's the that's the crutch for everybody now you know shit. i've gone through a lot of shit. so you mean to tell me it was it would have been all right if I would have said well you know because X because of y because of Z that's the right that's the reason why why I act the way I act that's the reason I do the things I do that's the reason I move the way I move no no decency is decency or responsibility is responsibility hurt feelings is part of life what the fuck when you was in the playground and and you fell. And scraped your knee and and cried. What the fuck? You didn't go back to the playground anymore? No, you went back up there with some Band-Aids on your knee. Sometimes you scrape that shit again. Sometimes you learn, I got to wait for this shit to heal. Or matter of fact, that dumbass flip off the monkey bar, maybe I just won't do that again. Anyway, I don't know how I just got on that tangent. But I'm going to end this segment with another installment of Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Going to end it on an up note. You know why it's an up note? You know why it's a positive note? Because your boy Donnie won again. Yes, indeed. Donnie won again. Donnie is now four and three. Donnie is now holding to holding on to the last playoff spot in my conference, in the league. Donnie pulled off some shit that I know is going to bite me in the ass before the end of the season. But due to how many players, how many quote-unquote impact players, franchise players have been hurt or have been taken out of the game plan due to the scheme against certain teams and just my personal preference, I once again backloaded my lineup to all out of the eight slots, six of the eight slots, 4 p.m. games. And I really hope none of my opponents are listening to this podcast. As much as I want to... I appreciate the support. I appreciate money money more. So unless they're going to buy me, buy some merch, you know, at ectree.me slash Roaldedonnieoo slash spring.com slash Roaldedonnieoo unless they're going to buy some merch, I really need to win this tournament. I really need to win this season. Matter of fact, fuck winning. I need to get into the playoffs for the first time in my three years, three-year experience, three-year run. And I need to, I just need to get into the dance. I feel like my, I still feel like my mindset, my strategy is on the right track. I'm still getting about, recording about 160 points a game. I should I say 160 points a week? I'm still, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But um, I'm gonna give y'all the truncated version due to agreement I've had with my sponsor. Cooper Cup. I stacked him with with Stafford both of them went off Cooper cup I think he had 13 receptions 150 yards I had Damar Chase Jamar Chase he went off with 200 yards receiving just those three right there I was in I was in the money I was I which I, I went into the four o'clock slate down by 25 points ended up winning by 14. no matter of fact I ended up winning by 30. I'm lying This week, my boy Justin comes back on the, on the slate. Hopefully, they give me a better a better showing than they did against the Baltimore. And, um, yeah. So, like I said, I told you this is kind of a ripoff of Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's thinking. Because Donnie evidently doesn't know what he's doing because that's a three-game winning streak. Is it a three-game winning streak? Seems like a three-game winning streak. But, yeah. On to the next one. On to the next one. Ah! Well, people, that finally brings us to the end of a frustrating edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie U podcast, a.k.a. Technical Difficulties. <laughs> yeah, man, you know what? That's going to be the title of this fucking episode. Technical Difficulties. Please stand by. For those who've made it to this part, I truly appreciate your perseverance and your patience and your support. And hopefully next week, we will not have the difficulties sprouting upon my beautiful, beautiful podcast for which that I sprinkle salty thoughts. <sighs> yeah. Without further ado, let, let's get the plugs over with, all right? EasyTree.me slash EasyTree.me slash for everything Donnie U. This podcast can be reached on EasyTree.me slash Roto Donnie U merch. Soti do the Donnie U podcast merch, to be exact, can be bought at EasyTree.me slash And Donnie U slash Donnie Chow Music can be heard at easytree.me slash donnie ooh this podcast that you're listening to can also be heard on multiple many dare I say all probably not all but most streaming platforms wherever podcasts are available you know that means Spotify Google Podcast uh, Apple Podcast um, I'm coming to Stitcher I'm should be on Amazon, but if I'm not, I'm coming to Amazon also. Title, fuck them. But yeah, all those streaming platforms for podcasts put me in the search engine and my past, my ass will pop up like a stripper out of a cake. Pause. Hidden Gems Golf. It's such a segue. Hidden Gems Golf. Hosted by my man the mojo king anybody who's interested in the ins and outs the the strategies of fantasy sports specifically fantasy golf and even if you're not dealing with the golf but just dealing with fantasy sports in general check out hidden gems golf and as i've said before and i'll say right now he likes to double his pleasure so you can check out hip-hop hidden gems hosted by him and his partner, Willie Freeman, part of the 19 Media Group. For all my wrestling heads out there, check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. The Homie Cow, Brother Fam, Math, Drip. Check him out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and all that good shit. Check him out, check him out, check him out. Yeah. Next week, we're going to get into the Jets. We're going to get into the Giants. We're going actually. I'm going to talk about my Knicks because by that time we should either be about seven and one or six and two. We have a real big game coming up tomorrow, Thursday, on TNT against the Chicago Bulls, the undefeated Chicago Bulls. They're four and zero. We're three and one, and that one loss was against Orlando in the second game of a back-to-back at home. I don't know. But we bounced back last night against Philly. We smacked ass by like 20. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Knicks more in depth next week, along with the Jets and the Giants. And whatever else comes through my Racky, Saini mind-to-mind. Yeah. So, once again, let me get out of here before the technical difficulties rear its ugly head. I will check y'all next week. Goodbye.
1: Bye. I stay home. Erection. I'm burning sucker away protection now who's next when eds flexing I'm the bread and you are just a crumb off checking your jimmy but you still can't come off I'm from Roxbury, the berry, but not the fruit, y'all. Don't make me act like where I come from, cause it's brutal. Hold my bone in a zone that's neutral. Soon to be large the whole nine yards, but I ain't soup, y'all. Suckers be swearing that this staring, is gonna scare me. Look but don't touch, and if you do, be prepared, G, to go out. Just like your first day off punishment, the Bulldogs, Roxbury, and Boston is what I represent. The Black United leaders living directly on grooving sounds. At first you didn't know us, but now it's like you put me down. We didn't get in there so you can get in with us. You wasn't down when we was riding Bus, so put on your Adidas and step off I got to have For me to run away Brother put the gun away You wanna take my life away As if we were in combat You can buy some new Adidas But you can't buy my life back Ayo what's up with that Why is it like that Let's stand together y'all And fight that in a race To replace waste with a taste Just in case You can't face the place That you've been put in If you was my kid For what you did you have a foot in Right in your ass Another term's rectum Kids are having kids, then our parents So they let them do things that shouldn't be done You're not a father cause you got a son Unless you're taking care of him Crap, there's more contagious to raise Base and broads are having and babies Now how that sound, not profound Black people unite and let's all get down I got to have them. In your shoes I couldn't be in The e to the d to the G in. The Bulldogs got Bulldogs in sight and we be seeing I don't wanna stand on a corner, I'm mc Call me a goody, two shoes, who's in the right shoes, B? I don't have to pump jumps a clock G's It's my turn to go, and I got the right away. way You gotta fight your way to see another brighter day But that's another subject, you like it or you love it is get jealous, no push, but I'ma shove it But regardless, When times are hardest, I cleaned off the dirt Cause they needed a polish When you're in like food in your stomach They wanna stick with you But when you're out like Elvis, they wanna dick you But hey, that's okay, cause we kept on striving And even when T lost his car, we kept on driving You had your chance to advance, but you blew it Now ask yourself this question Do you like the way I do it? I got to have it